The Chris Hahn Show. Everyone and welcome. This is the Chris Hahn Show. I'm your host, Chris Hahn. The truth is on the air. And truthfully, tonight I am live back on a Thursday, the last Thursday in June. So if you're driving around in your car and you want to become part of the national conversation tonight, or if you're sitting at home or you're sitting somewhere else, Pick up your phone and give me a call at 631-451-1039. Again, that number is 631-451-1039, and you don't have to agree with me, America. If anybody's ever listened to this show, you know it's better when you don't, but I'll take people who agree with me, too. That's always nice once in a while, but 631-451-1039. I'm live. I'm taking calls. I'm back. I know it was off last week. You got a best of. Uh, it's summertime, guys. There's going to be some nights I'm not here, but you could probably always catch me on the television set. I will be on Fox News tomorrow night at 8. I'll be on Saturday night at 9. And I'll be on a Monday night at 10. So uh, turn on your TV or follow me on Twitter at Christopher Hahn uh, on the Twitter machine. I'm also on uh, Instagram, and I sometimes post, but I never remember what my name is. It's not at Christopher Hahn. I got I to gotta, I gotta write to somebody, Mike. I got to get that back for me. I, I need that. Uh, so... I, I, you know, it's not fair that somebody else has the same. Uh, there's a, another Christopher Hahn on Twitter. I am you need the to get verified. So once like, your name's verified, because you're like a public figure. I'm verified on Twitter. And then you should be. Basically, it's all the same stuff. Yeah, I just I, I don't know what the deal is with that. I have to opt to figure that. Out. I have to talk to my people and get yes, them working there on you it. Go. You know, see if they could figure out the uh, Instagram. I guess I got to post a little bit more than once every like two weeks. That might help too. All right, America. Lots to talk about tonight. There was a a, a mass shooting uh, down in Maryland. And I don't want to speculate as to why at this moment. So I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to do another gun show. God knows I've done a million of those. Although guns will be part of our conversation tonight because I think we've got a bigger issue here in America, um, a much bigger issue. And, and that is the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, and I think tonight I'm going to spend um, a little time talking about, um, about things I like. Uh, and, and things I like that might go away and things you might like that might go away uh, with the swing vote of the S Supreme Court retiring. Justice Kennedy announcing yesterday he will retire from the Supreme Court at the end of July um, and allow President Trump to fill that seat. Now, it is an election year, and we know that Mitch McConnell doesn't like to fill seats during an election year. Uh, at least when there's a Democratic president. He might like it now that there's a Republican president. But uh, this is an important thing. And I don't know what strategy the D's should take here. Part of me says delay, delay, delay. But right now, the Republicans only have a one-vote majority in the Senate. They have 51 to 49. Um, and one of those votes is not showing up, and he might not be reliable anyway. There are at least four... Republicans in the Senate that are moderate enough to wish to block justices on that Federalist list who they know will take away things they like. 
So you've probably heard in the last 24 hours, a lot of people saying that Roe v. Wade is at stake here. Legal abortion in America is at stake here. Now, you might be pro-life. You might be pro-choice. Without a doubt, Anthony Kennedy, while he has allowed states to put limits on abortion, when it comes to whether or not Roe v. Wade should be overturned, Anthony Kennedy has always sided to keep it as precedent. So his leaving the court, without a doubt, puts that in jeopardy. But it goes beyond that. You might be saying, what do I care about abortion, Chris? I, you know, I'm not going to have one. I'm not going to be required. I'm not going to need one. I'm careful. I do my thing. What about birth control, America? What about birth control? Because it wasn't that long ago, America, that this Supreme Court put limits on birth control. And it wasn't until the 1960s, a case called Griswold v. Connecticut, that birth control was generally deemed legal. And by the way, Griswold v. Connecticut only made birth control totally legal for married couples. There were other birth control cases that came before the Supreme Court that um, expanded the right to non-married people, that you have a right to privacy and whether or not you get pregnant is up to you. Now, let me be very clear. A lot of the people who want to see Roe v. Wade go away so there can't be legal abortion in this country also want to see birth control go away in this country. They want to see it so that the only time you have sex in your life is when you are making babies. Now, I don't know about you, America. I only have two kids. I don't want to have 35 kids. <laughs> I, I don't want to be thinking about getting pregnant every time my wife and I are intimate with each other. I won't get into too much detail. Pretty glad there was birth control legal in America and readily accessible when I was in college. Pretty happy about that. But make no mistake, the people on that Federalist Society list that Donald J. Trump president is choosing from would like to see the United States go back to an era, I would say somewhere around 1914, maybe 1890, where women were basically chattel. And the only time you had sex was to make a baby. Now, I don't know about you, America, but I think that everybody should have a recreational activity that they can afford. And sex seems to be one that we could all agree on as a good thing. So... That is at stake. Make no mistake about it. Now, it's not at stake if you live in New York, if you live in California, or you live in a state where people actually read. It is at stake in almost 40 states in this country. Some of them probably listening to me right now. So, and, 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 you know, it is not far-fetched that it could be at stake here in New York, but I, I, I doubt it. But Roe v. Wade choice can probably be at stake 
in New York. Because people who are anti-choice believe that abortion is murder. And if you overturn Roe v. Wade on the grounds that abortion is murder, which I don't know, maybe they will, maybe they won't, you then need to criminalize it all over the place. It can't just be a state-by-state decision. You criminalize it everywhere. So that is part of what is going on here with the Supreme Court thing. I know it's hard to get people excited about the Supreme Court. I see my phones are not lighting up to talk about it, Mike. You know, But it is hard to get people fired up about it. But they will be making decisions. By the way, they've been making decisions. They made decisions this week that affect your life every single day. Day. Let's just talk about two of them. They upheld the president's travel ban. Now, you might be saying, oh, I like the travel ban. Oh, the travel ban. Who cares about these nations? Uh, but really what they said was the president could do whatever he wants if he does it in the name of national security. And he doesn't even have to make that good of an argument that there's a national security uh, interest here. Because let's be clear. The president can't ban Muslims from coming to America. The Supreme Court would have said no to that. First Amendment, all that. But the president could say, I'm banning countries from coming here because I don't like their vetting system and give no real clear reason why. Even though he had two prior attempts, which the courts found unconstitutional, and now he just changed a little bit to kind of fit into some sort of constitutional box. But they basically said something that scares me to my bone. The president could do a whole lot of things, almost anything, if he does it in the name of national security. What does that mean? Can he ban certain types of speech? Can he ban his political opponents? What can he do? Is the president's power to govern on the basis of protecting the national security unlimited? I've read that opinion, America. It scares me. Now imagine the next case with a Federalist list point, you know, Federalist list, the Federalist Society, or I like to call them the Stephen Miller Society, picking their judge. What other expansions of presidential power are they going to allow? Can the president cancel an election on the basis of national security? America, scary times, steady hand. Call your senator. Tell them what you think. I think the Democrats need to block whatever they bring up here. I think they need to get some help from a couple of moderate Republicans, and they've got to hold their caucus together because it's scary. And frankly, America, the only judge that should be appointed to the Supreme Court without a huge fight is Merritt Garland who was appointed by President Obama and Mitch McConnell wouldn't have a hearing on. They stole that seat, which is what puts us in this predicament right now. So here we are. Here we are, America, with a big situation, with problems on our hands, Mike. Big problems. We've got decisions to make And you've got to stand up and make your voice heard. If you think that you could sit idly by and just let this ride out and hope that good things come of it, you are insane. 
You need to, at the very least, get on the phone and call your senator. You need to vote. You need to get active. You need to be part of this process. Oh, the phone system is working, though. All right, I'm going to go to the phone, 631-451-1039. I'm going to go to my man, Joe from Brookhaven. Joe, you're on the air. Chris, what's happening? How are you doing, Joe? Mr. Oh, man, I am so giddy. I'm loving it. <laughs> this is a great You're giddy? You're giddy over oh, what? Said Trump is going to pick another Supreme Court justice. This couldn't have worked out. Mitch McConnell is political, that little so Joe, 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 you sound like a working man to me. Oh, my whole life, my friend. What did you do? What did you do for a living? I'm a contractor. I've been for since I'm 12 years old, man. All right. Almost 51. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Three years in the Navy. Spent uh, on the Navy. And uh, yeah, no, I am blue collar guy, but this is... Trump saving America. All right. God. So you think it's going to be okay? Like, Joe, how many kids you have? I got nine. Yeah, <laughs> you're lying. No, God, no. I, I never lie, brother. You have nine I kids? Ne- yes, sir. So are, are you telling me that the only time you ever have sex is to make kids? No, the only time it, it hits the goal, I guess. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> you'd be okay if the Supreme Court banned birth control? Roe versus worry. When you make uh, Joe, it absolutely does. You're going Roe. Wait, wait. Roe, wait. Your birth control to abortion? Joe. Killing babies? Joe Griswold wait. v. Connecticut. All these things. Right. All these. All these. Griswold v. Connecticut. Uh, and I don't want to get into a law lesson here because I'm going to bore I, I, people. I listen to you. I heard you on it. Yeah, but All right. There, is, there are people out there, Joe, and I don't think you're one of those people, but there are people out there who have basically sold their soul to the devil to elect Donald Trump, and they want certain things. And what they want is conservative judges who are going to bring the Americans back to, I don't know, 1890 in the way not, we handle things, true. especially no, things like, no, what about I, gay marriage? What about... What about that? I mean, oh, this we, is the kind of thing. Can do it. The Look, gays can marry. They can do it. They, they gay, we, you know, I worry about myself and what I do in my well, bedroom. Well, look, I, I know you do, I'm Joe. Doing. That's a libertarian outlook. I don't worry out- about those that, other people. That That's is a libertarian right. outlook, okay? But, That's a libertarian outlook. But let me tell you something. Uh, gay marriage, marriage equality passed by one vote, and that vote was Anthony Kennedy, who just retired. Okay, he wrote the opinion. And the next person might not agree with that decision and may overturn it. And that is oh, a scary want, thought for a lot of people in this country. I hope he goes even more conservative. He's got to undo what Barack Obama fundamentally was going to change to put in the socialist, communist. Oh, you're out of your mind. Country. Joe, you, you, you got Obama derangement syndrome, but I love you. 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039. Uh, Obama did not fundamentally change this country. Obama saved this country. This country in 2008, when he got elected, was going off the rails economically. And he fixed it. And he should get credit for the economy to this day. And I, you know, God forbid we have a recession under Trump. Who's he going to blame? Because he's been taking credit for the, the economy since before he even took office. Who's he going to blame? 
631-451-1039 is my number. A little later on tonight, I got Bill Spadia. You know Bill Spadia. He's the morning DJ at Jersey 101.9. He's also the host of Chasing on uh, My9 and My Fox NY. Uh, great guy, smart guy, friend of mine. Help me out today because I lost my guest at the last minute and Bill was available tonight, so he'll be on at 9 o'clock. Don't forget, catch me tomorrow on Tucker, 8 o'clock. Saturday night, I'll be on with Janine Pirro, uh, my regular spot about 9.25, 9.30 on Fox News. And then on Monday, I will be on with Laura Ingram as well. 631-451-1039. But I, I got to tell you, and I will be talking about this, I'm sure, right? I can't imagine me talking about anything else but this fight for the Supreme Court. Now, you know, unless we find out some crazy stuff about the shooter, which, which we might uh, over the next couple of hours. Um, a uh, very scary situation down there in Maryland, a shooter going into a newspaper and shooting it up. The shooter, we have learned, um, did not have an ID on him and had uh, removed his fingerprints from his hand. That's some crazy stuff right there, some real crazy stuff. Uh, but uh, the, uh, the uh, you know, so, you know, we're going to find out what happened there. I might talk about it tonight. I might not, but keep an eye on that. 631-451-1039 is the number if you want to get on, on the national conversation. It, it is a serious thing we are facing here. Serious decisions, serious business. The, uh, the country could be changed dramatically, and we've got to be on the lookout for it. 631-451-1039. Let me go to Dan and Riches. Dan, how you doing? Very good. Chris, do you notice how like all the working guys that work are fed up with it? Fed up with what? Tax and spend. Tax and spend? What are you talking about? Look at California. Right. Okay. California's got the best economy of any state in the country, but I'll look at it. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, look at it. It was fifth in the world. Okay. Now it's seventh in the world, and people are leaving its roads. Look at the 10 cities there. Are you kidding? The tent cities? Are you guys crazy? What are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about, Dan. The state has the look population. At the, taxes. The, the population ta- of California. Look at the, taxes. The, the population of California has grown in the past 10 years more than seven states total population. So Absolutely I don't I don't know what you're not. talking about. Absolutely yeah, they have high not. taxes and, and high taxes is, is an issue, but they also have excellent services out there. And they also have the best weather in the world, frankly. 631-451-1039. Look at that. The working men are fed up tax and spend. I, I, I don't like high taxes either, America. Obama did not raise taxes on the working man. Not a penny. Donald Trump, by the way, America, I know you think you got a tax cut from him. You didn't. Look at your gas bill. Because of his failed policies in the Middle East, and his reckless foreign policy in general, you are paying more for gas today than you were a year, two years ago when he took office. And in fact, any tax cut you got is dwarfed by that. You're, you're paying that back every three times you fill up your tank. That $40 you got in your tax cut, the average American got. The working man is, is fed up with taxes. But I get it. I totally get it. I don't like it. And I think there's a lot of waste in government. I think there's a lot of things we can do better in government. Donald Trump ain't going to fix any of that, America. None. And he got a bill, a tax cut bill, that 
intentionally went after places that didn't vote for him. And that is despicable. In our politics, we have never seen that before, ever in this country. It is, I, I'm blown away how anybody who lives in any of these states where he just intentionally went after you could have any sympathy for this man. All right, 631-451-1039. I'll be taking your calls the other side of the break. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show. Keep it where it's at. America's favorite progressive, The Chris Hahn Show. All right, I'm back. I'm still live, America. And I'm taking your calls. 631 451 1039. Is my number. Mike caught that. I didn't have to tell him. He's like, wait a minute. I hear that reverb in Chris's ear. <laughs> we have a good crew here. We have a good crew here. Mike wearing one of his fashion hats. Uh, thank you, thank you. you know, he's a fashionable guy tonight. He's uh, just back from his, uh, was it now, week five of the Biddleman Show? Six, I think it is, actually. Yeah? yeah? What did you guys talk about this week? This week, I had a couple comedians in. Oh. Um, my Anybody buddy, I know? Uh, no, they're fairly new, but the, since 4th of July, they're, uh, they're vets, too. So they actually travel with a bunch of vets, and they do a couple comedy shows. They're called the Salt and Pepper Comedy Team. Find them everywhere on Facebook. Nice. They'll be uh, doing some shows. They'll post some stuff in... Uh, Guy, where it was the Broadway, I think it was Broadway. Okay. Who do you got place? coming on this weekend? It's uh, my buddy Andrew Barrett and uh, his partner Quentin, Quentin Davis. So we just Quentin talk. Davis. That yeah. sounds like a guy who should be in rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, it's ladies and gentlemen to... on bass, Quentin Davis. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> a cool name. So uh, it's funny. It's a really funny show. He's the kind of guy that like everybody wants to talk about. I worked on this with Quentin Davis. Exactly. He really arranged the whole yeah. thing for me. He's fantastic, Quentin Davis. He had a good name. <laughs> so uh, it's a great show. And then uh, check out Philly. We do an after hours, a little podcast. So it's a little more racy. Uh, oh. Check that on Facebook. You know, uh, right. The Biddleman Show on Facebook. The Biddleman um, Show Wednesday. on Facebook, and this Saturday night? Sunday, 7.30. Sunday, 7.30. We do the, we do the regular radio version, and then we do a little bit, uh, we, we get a little more candid. After the show. After the show, we post that a little bit. It's a little blue, is what you're saying. Yeah. It's we a little get, raunchy. Almost little, like, little, you basically do my show, where I kind of go right up to the line, or do you cross the line? I uh, cross the line. All right. Yeah, Yeah, because uh, yeah, I'm allowed to. No, it's kind of like, it's kind of like my, my, my podcast version of it, basically. Ah. So. Ah, yeah. yeah, I try not to cross the line even when I'm on podcasts. Well, we don't, like, I cross the line. Like, now, now, people come down to see me do comedy. I cross all sorts of Exactly, lines, exactly. Right? So it's more of a raw show, you know, so. And by the way, America, let me just point something out. I am a progressive, but I am not one of those people who gets offended by everything that there is. And as we go into this election year where there's so much on the line, Mike just brings us a points to me out. He pointed out, got me, got me rather by not planning on talking about this tonight, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. And I'll get back to the Supreme Court. I'll probably talk about that with Bill, too. And Bill will tell me why we must elect the guy right now because Bill's a conservative. We cannot be offended over nothing. That doesn't mean people should be referred to vulgarly or racist language, things like that. But we can't 
be in a perpetual state of offense. You know what I'm saying? And conservatives who um, melt like little snowflakes every time somebody criticizes the president or says something even harsh, slightly harsh about the president, uh, you need to shut up as well. Because this is a president who... Um, who basically will say whatever he wants about anybody at any time, both before he was president and after he was president. People mincing words about when the president said what. Oh, he wasn't president then when he said, I don't care. He was running for president. I mean, earlier this week, the right wing went nuts because Maxine Waters gave a speech. She was at a rally. She said, you should confront members of this cabinet wherever you see them, and you should tell them how you feel. And oh, Sarah Sanders was kicked out of a restaurant on Saturday night. It's funny. It was just Saturday night that that happened. It feels like it was three years ago. I got to start doing this show every day, but I don't have the time. But it feels like it was three years ago. It was Saturday night where Sarah Sanders got kicked out of, I think it was called the Red Hen in Alexandria, Virginia, somewhere in Northern Virginia. They kicked her out. They said, you know what? We don't watch your business because you work for Donald Trump. And everybody got so offended. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court earlier this year, a couple weeks ago, said, you know what? If you own a bakery and you don't want to bake a cake for a gay guy, you're fine with that. So all the conservative snowflakes who melted into a puddle because Sarah Sanders was asked to leave the Red Hen after she had her appetizer, by the way, and didn't have to pay for it. It's good on them. Where were you when the Supreme Court was saying that, oh, a baker uh, that doesn't want to bake a gay wedding cake doesn't have to? Where were you then? It only applies to your people? The hypocrisy. Now, I don't think either one of those things were right. I don't think the red hen should have kicked Sarah Sanders out. And I don't think the Supreme Court should say it's okay for people to discriminate about who they bake wedding cakes for. Let me explain something to you, America. If you own a bake shop, bake the cake. I got friends of mine saying, shut up and sing, Bono. I went to U2 on Tuesday night. Shut up and sing. I'm literally in the elevator leaving Madison Square Garden after the show. And this guy gets in the elevator with me, recognizes me from TV. And I said, what do you think of the show? He goes, loved it when he was singing. <laughs> loved it when he was singing. Shut up and sing. How about shut up and bake? Same people saying shut up and sing think that it was okay for the Supreme Court of the United States to say, nah, you know what? You can discriminate against the baker. And if you think putting one more conservative judge on that bench isn't going to be the end of marriage equality in this country, you're out of your mind. Because even Anthony Kennedy voted and said, you know, you don't have to bake for the, for the people if it's against your religion. Then don't open a bakery. Sorry, public accommodation. There was a time in this country when the Supreme Court of the United States understood, you know, a private business would not be allowed to discriminate against an African-American. It's the same principle. 
631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039 is my number if you want to be part of the national conversation. I got Bill Spadia joining me at the top of the hour. And of course, you can catch me on Fox News tomorrow night at 8, Sunday night at 9, and Monday night at 10. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation tonight, America. But this is the thing. To my fellow liberals, don't get bent out of shape about every little thing. You got to let some things roll off your back. Now, you know, somebody's being a racist, chanting uh, Jews will not replace us. Yeah, those are bad people. We should be very offended by them. But we can't get offended by everything just for the sake of being offended. I want to be very, very clear. And conservatives, stop being such hypocrites. You're mad that you got kicked out, but you're okay with the baker. Well, maybe the guy who, is, who owns the red hen or the woman who owns the red hen has a problem with liars coming into their place. Didn't want to cook for a liar. 631-451-1039. Let me go to Mike in Manorville. Mike, how you doing? Hello, Christopher. How are you? Mike, I'm loving you. How you doing? Okay. Loving what you're talking about. What's cooking, my man? It's a shame that 80,000 people spread over three states is what caused this. It America is ab- didn't vote this. absolutely a shame of what happened, right? And now we've got the, we, we're seeing our, our rights disappear. The Supreme Court the other day taking away the right to organize in, in public employee unions. It's, it's amazing. Well, you know my background, and, you know, I, I've talked to union members for years about this, and they just don't get it. A lot of them have been voting that way. Yep. I hope that I'm going to go back to him and talk to him again and say it's the start. Yeah, here it is. This I mean, is- here's some evidence that their vote, and by the way, these are union guys, probably even public employee union guys in the upper Midwest that decided that they didn't like the woman the Democrats put up, so they voted for this guy because he was talking tough. He's talking tough. He wants to, he wants to save Harley Davidson. Now look at how he's talking. Yeah, it was big Harley Davidson pal. Well, you know, every time he says something, his people have to come out the next day and explain what he actually said. And it usually doesn't match what he did say. It's it's unbelievable. But this is a guy that's out there been calling people names. He's been out there abusing people. You know, one, one crazy thought by Maxine there, and uh, now we're all the right. crazy people. Right. Like we're Ma- all the name callers. We're all the people that are out of control. This is the president. Yeah, pe- president Maxine Waters is calling on people to protest. And, and I get it. Uh, look, I'm not for going out and yelling at people while they're eating dinner. I'm sorry, I'm not. You know, I no, think that there's got to be civ- there's got to be civil discord. I don't agree with what she said, but it wasn't the most outrageous thing I've heard this year. The most outrageous thing I heard in the last two years was Donald Trump saying maybe the Second Amendment people could do something about Hillary. That That's was right. outrageous. Yeah, they don't remember that. No, and, no, know, they don't remember that. person getting out of control doesn't represent every Democrat. I, and I have a lot of friends that I argue with constantly as, as Republicans. And, you know, once she does that, that's what everybody's thinking. Uh, you know, but when he does things, who's the president? Right. He's the head of the party. Well, this isn't the head of the he's party. Not, not the head of the party. He's the head of the nation. He speaks for all of us. 
Vaccine isn't the head of the party. He's the head of his party, and he's the head of the nation. Right. Although when he says things like about the the, the uh, separation of kids and all, that his people like this and it's good for him, you know, I, I guess somebody has to remind him his people are supposed to be all of us. Right. Anyway. Well, that's the thing. I've never seen a president in my life go so much out of his way to just disrespect people who didn't vote for him and not try to win them over even a little bit. It's amazing. Yeah, right. Thanks for your call, man. I appreciate it. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, my man. Great work. Thank you. 631-451-1039. It's nice to get a guy who agrees with me once in a while. 631-451-1039 is my number. But yeah, you know, everybody's so offended. Republicans get so offended. They call Democrats snowflakes. But no, it's they, look, they're little snowflakes themselves. They're whiny little curs and snowflakes, okay? The minute somebody says something about Trump, or against one of their cabinet members. You know, I was on one of the shows like two weeks ago. And, and that night, some uh, progressive newspaper, I guess, had gotten Stephen Miller's cell phone number. Stephen Miller, who's the president's, you know, resident, you know, fascist, I guess. I don't, I don't know what to call him. I don't want to call him a Nazi. That's not right. But his, his policies are slightly to the right of Attila the Hun. Okay, let's just leave it. Let's just leave it at that. But they got a hold of his cell phone number and they posted it on their Twitter. And a conservative I was debating had the nerve to bring that up to me. And I reminded that conservative that the president of the United States, when he was running for president, gave out Lindsey Graham's cell phone number on national television, a sitting United States senator. He gave out his telephone number on national television. Remember that? Oh, no, nobody remembers that. We could all, let's all cry about this, this liberal website that nobody knows about with, with 10,000 Twitter followers, you know, giving out Stephen Miller, who most people in America don't even know who he is, giving out his cell phone number. Instead, let's, let's forget, you know, let's whine and cry about that, you conservative snowflake punks. Let's all whine and cry about that. But let's not forget that the president of the United States with 27 million followers on Twitter, gave out Lindsey Graham, a United States senator who was also running for president at the time, his cell phone number. Was that okay? Oh, it was okay when he did it. It was just a joke. No, it was the real number, the real cell phone number. So it wasn't just a joke. It's kind of like this whole Supreme Court thing. Mitch McConnell says, oh, it's an election year. When Barack Obama has a vacancy, we should let the people speak before we pick an election, uh, our, uh, our next Supreme Court judge, even though it was February and the election wasn't until November and the new president wouldn't be sworn in until January 20th. Now, the Supreme Court vacancy becomes comes vacant in July, four months before the election, six months before they're sworn in. But no, we better we better confirm them right now, better confirm them in the fall. Because the Supreme Court's got important work to do, undoing everything it's done in the last 50 years. Making sure that working people have no rights, and whether you're in a union or not, get ready. You're going to have no rights. No right to organize, nothing. No right to health care, no right to healthy working conditions. That's what's coming your way. You better get on the phone right now, and you better call your senator. 631-451-1039 631-451-1039 is my number, 631-451-1039. If you want to be part of the national conversation, you get on the phone and call me, I promise I won't yell like that at you. 
I mean, that's just, you know, I can't keep that up all night. But I am fired up. Fired up. Snowflakes. Little snowflakes. And that's the kind of thing that gets me. Gets me going. These guys with their hypocrisy. Oh, Sarah Sanders got kicked out of a restaurant. Gays got kicked out of an entire, they can't even get cakes for their wedding. Oh, poor me. Poor me, little snowflake. 631-451-1039. I'm going to go to Jeff in Manorville. Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for calling. It, I, I don't know why you say conservatives and Republicans are doing all the crying. I, I think you're leading the way right They're here. They're whiny little curs. They're whiny little curs. Well, you know what? Come it, on. It, it oh, like, oh Sarah like Sanders got kicked here. out of a restaurant. <laughs> well, oh, the poor well, little baby. Oh, remember now, when... Listen, first of all, if you want to look at religious rights in this world like we do with everybody, then religious rights are what they are. No. This was not a religion. No, right? you have this freedom from religion else. in this country, too, my friend. You cannot open and a nobody, business and listen, say, my religion trends. discriminates against you. It's a slippery slope. So let's, let's say this. What if, what if Sarah Sanders was a black person? You'd be screaming even more. Oh, give me a break. So, yeah, you're right. If Sarah Sanders so was doing her because job the same way she does it right now and somebody kicked her out. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Okay. I said I don't want Sarah Sanders kicked out of a restaurant, idiot. You listen? or you See, this is another thing, Mike. People don't listen. I said it on national television. I tweeted about it, and I just said it twice here. I didn't want her kicked out. I don't want anybody kicked out for their political views or their religious beliefs. I want people served, including gay couples wanting to bake a cake for their stupid wedding. 631-451-1039. Let me go to Charlie in Rocky Point. Charlie, you're a brave soul because I am fired up. Yeah, you there right now? I got three questions for you. Go ahead. Okay, number one. Is there a difference between the restaurant that threw out and says you cannot wear a uh, MAGA hat in this restaurant, or the difference would be if you're gay, I don't have to make you a cake? I don't think anybody should be thrown out of a restaurant because of who they are, who they vote for, or who they love, ever. I don't like the MAGA hats. I think they're kind of corny. But if you want to wear them and I own a restaurant, I should serve you whatever the hell I'm serving you, unless I have a no hats policy. Or you have the ability not to serve a person, okay? That's your ability. That's your right. No, it's not. It's not your right. That's nonsense. If I open up a restaurant and you come in and you tell me I disagree with you, I can't throw you out of my restaurant? No, you can't. This is America. I, oh, right. If you open a restaurant, it's open to the public, and you should have you, oh, your your your, right. your beliefs should I, like I just serve. I'm just saying. I think you're wrong there. No, I'm right. I'm a lawyer, Tony. I'm a lawyer, Charlie. That makes you nothing. No, okay? it does. It makes me no more than you. Actually, it makes me no. Oh, I hung up on the wrong guy. <laughs> I hung up on the caller waiting. 
I was trying to hang up on you. All right, what's your other well, question you're since I rope. screwed it up? Here's a rope. You, Steve Miller, is he a private citizen? Who? Steve Miller. No, he's not a private citizen. He works for the for this country. He works for the president no, of the United States. he's not an elected States. official. He's a private no, citizen. No, he's not a private government. person. He works in the White he's House. He's a public official. figure. So, so what you're saying is any anyone who works for the government... Their phone number should be given out to anybody who wants it. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, and what I'm going to hang up on this guy now, what I'm saying is, he didn't hear me. Like, Mike, this is another guy. Didn't I just explain this? What I'm saying is, conservatives are hypocrites because the President of the United States gave out Lindsey Graham's private cell phone number. Lindsey Graham, a famous United States senator running for president, who running against him, gave out his personal cell phone number. And now all the conservatives, including that guy, Charlie, from Rocky Point, are whining about Stephen Miller's phone number being a a private person. not a private person, first of all. I don't think it was good that they gave out his cell phone number. But stop whining. The president did the same thing. The same exact thing. I don't know if this was good radio or bad radio last half hour, but I had a lot of fun. Bill Spadia will calm me down on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show. I'll be right back. You can't ignore the truth forever, so listen up. The Chris Hahn Show. All right. I'm back. I'm live. I'm going to try to calm it down after that last half hour, Mike. I don't know. That was a little crazy, right? Uh, 631-451-1039. I'll take your calls on the other side of this half hour because right now I've got a special guest, Bill Spadia. He is the host of Chasing on My9NY weeknights. He's also the morning drive guy on Jersey 101.5 FM. And he's a good friend of mine. We've known each other for a long time. He's in his car right now, and I can hear the static driving me nuts. Roll your windows <laughs> up, man. Put the AC on. You're, uh, you're a television star. <laughs> hey, man. I'm in a, I'm, are you kidding, Chris? I'm in a Jeep, and I drive stick. <laughs> that's, it, that's it. I hear it, too. So my apologies on that. But, man, are you worked up tonight? I, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up. I spent the last I'm half hour. got I, I look. Look, you got to be. It's crazy out there right now. It's crazy on both sides because people have not really settled into the reality of Trump being president. Well, that, let me just right let me just here. get let me get let me get back to this topic I tried to discuss the last half hour. Right? I am not a politically correct guy, and I started no, off not. by saying, "Look, I am not." for the outrage of the moment, whether it's a Trump outrage against liberals or a liberal outrage against Trump. And I started saying how, look, I don't think that they should have kicked Sarah Sanders out of that uh, Red Hen restaurant in, in, um, in, in Alexandria. And I also don't think that the Supreme Court should say that if you're gay, we won't make a cake for you. And then I also said, you know, people shouldn't have given out Stephen Miller's cell phone number, but the president shouldn't have given out Lindsey Graham's cell phone number. So everybody needs to stop getting mad. All right. Because it's just a lot of nonsense. And you're okay when your guy does it. But when somebody else does it, you get mad about it. And it all kind of started, Bill. I started talking to my producer about I went to see you two on Tuesday night. 
And you know me, Bill. I don't live like a normal person yeah. anymore. I, I got a nice no, you, seat. No, you do not. Right. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I get on the elevator when I'm leaving the concert. Guy gets yeah. in the elevator. He recognizes me from Fox. And he says, right. I, he says, Chris Hahn, Fox. And I'd rather than get into a political discussion with him, I go, hey, man, what do you think of the show? And he goes, loved it, when, loved it when Bono wasn't talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's funny. I say the same thing. Uh, you know, we talk about Bruce Springsteen in Jersey. And I actually grew up a fan of his music. His politics drive me crazy. So I, I tune it out. Right. But I'll tell you this. But hold but on a minute. If this guy went to a Ted Nugent show and, and Ted Nugent started talking about his politics, he'd love it. He'd be fine. Right. He'd love it. Oh, he should talk politics all night. Meanwhile, it's like, shut up and yeah. sing, Bono. <laughs> I know, but I, I do think that's okay, too. We all have our own preferences. Here's the issue, I think, that you're worked up about, and I get it. The problem is it got completely out of control. The Red Hen manager or owner, whoever she is, made a huge mistake. I think it was negative, nasty, and just unnecessary. However, let me give you my other side of it. I'm actually glad that all of this has bubbled to the top because now you literally know where you're welcome and where you're not welcome. I, I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't go to the Red Hen. And I'm like, that's fine. If And it's the same thing why I'm not watching the NFL. And, and just so you know, Chris, it's not about the kneeling. It's about the arrogant attitude of the athletes and the owners. Oh. I don't like the I don't like the fake patriotism that the tax. I don't like the for. fake patriotism like either. Right? I hate All it. All right. So see that common ground, baby. Well, I don't like the fake patriotism. I I, I I have no problem with people taking a peaceful knee during the na- national anthem. Who cares? Right? I mean, it's so. Uh, yeah, you know. Honestly, like it, honestly, but, uh, who cares? I don't care. And, and if you're willing care. to go across the middle of the field in the NFL and get look, I played college football. I could never have played at the NFL level. Uh, and, 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 and to see the way these guys' bodies get treated, you know, taking a knee is like such a peaceful thing. I, I, who cares, right? It, it gets too – people get blown up about it. I, you're you're going to be shocked. I'm starting to watch soccer. soccer oh, I love soccer. Now, I don't. I never played it. My kids didn't play it. I don't know anything about it. I can't understand this stupid extra time. I don't get it. I like a countdown, not a count up. However, it seems to be the last professional sport – that has not been co-opted by a special interest, by politics, by the social issue of the day. I'm so they play soccer. I, I gotta tell you, and I am a soccer dad. I spend every Saturday and most Sundays on the soccer field watching my daughter play. And yeah. I played soccer myself until I uh, traded in my soccer where I was a mediocre player to be a very good place kicker in football. Uh, and and far, man. yeah, and I played four years of college football. I never would have played a second of college soccer. Not once. I was never good enough to play college right. soccer, but I was great in football for kicking. Yeah. But it was, but it was, uh, but, but I love the sport. Uh, I think I watched the only thing I probably watch more of than soccer is the NFL when it's in season, but I watch soccer all year round. It's crazy. You know, I'm a baseball fan. I like the slow pace of the game. I can leave it on in the back. I love baseball, you know, baseball too. Baseball gets up, it just it gets caught up in the social issues. And I got to be honest, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, uh, you know, to me, I'm talking all day, you know, I'm, I'm talking four hours in the morning. You know, right. it. our job is to talk and give opinions and get riled up about the news. Right. And to me, my entertainment should be devoid 
of politics. I don't Even know. The guys, I agree with. I don't want to go to a lecture. Even if I, agree <laughs> I, I don't feel like the, I don't feel like when I go to a Yankee game that Aaron Judge is trying to lecture me. I just don't. I, I don't. I, I'm a big fan of Aaron Judge. Big yeah, fan. I'm a huge baseball fan and, too, and, and, and I don't. I don't. And by the way, in the NFL, the guy takes a knee for 30 seconds. If the camera didn't pan to him, I wouldn't have even known. You know, it's like, yeah. who cares? And by the way, the first time I saw it, I was like, is he injured? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, 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 I'm like, I hope I never took a knee during the anthem when I was in college because I was tying my shoe or so. I don't, I don't know what's going on in that, you know? Social media firestorm. But that's part of the problem. And, and although we, we agree to disagree somewhat on that, we're, we're on, but there's common ground in that people react too much. I mean, we had a story I did the other day. There's a Red Hen restaurant in southern New Jersey right. that got flamed on social media, death threats, calls to the restaurant, because people just Googled Red Hen. They're like, right. I guess that's the one. I'm not going to bother doing any research, but we're going to go flame them. It's got it. We got to dial it back. Yeah, because none of none of that is productive. And and I will I will say standards are not productive. But the reaction wasn't either. And I will say this, okay? And I say this very. I say this all the time. I've traveled around yeah. this country. I don't get recognized a lot in New York because there's not a lot of New Yorkers that see me on Fox, right? I, and I do very little other networks. I'm almost always on Fox. But I get recognized when I go to red states. I get recognized a lot. And I have right, never been treated poorly by people who recognize <laughs> yeah. me. Not once. They've, it's always right. been, you know, uh, we love seeing you on the on Fox. We appreciate you've yeah. got a different view. We don't agree with you, but we love you. It's usually they say, we love you. And, and You I, know what? It doesn't surprise me. No. You're a thoughtful guy. It's why we're friends and we disagree on just about everything. Right. And it, it's just so I don't like this whole, you know, I disagree with you. Uh, you know, you can't eat. Now, I, I don't agree with Sarah Sanders, and I quite frankly think Sarah Sanders spends a lot of time, you know, lying and sp- in a way that we've never seen somebody do that from there. But you know what? That's kind of her or, job. Or telling, the un- or telling the uncomfortable truth that the progressive left just doesn't want to hear. But, well, you know, two well, sides to it. Whatever. You know, but it is what it is. That's her job. She's doing her job. Um, you know, we live in a political world where in a country where people are allowed to have whatever opinion they want. And, um, you know, you don't, you don't kick somebody out who's there with their family doing their thing, uh, for that. So I don't know. I'm kind of, I think people need to stop getting worked up, right? I think Democrats and progressives need to stop being offended by everything. And Republicans need to stop melting like little snowflakes when, you know, the Democrats do the same thing to you that Donald Trump's been doing to them the entire year, two years, three years. Well, I, don't you think, though, I, I think, Chris, there's been a role reversal. And I, I used to argue with my Republican friends, and I've been a Republican my whole life, that they, they missed it under Obama. And, they, and quite honestly, they missed it under President Clinton as well. When, when the Republicans made the driving issue, Monica Lewinsky and the, those unsavory details that you were getting coming out of the White House, all of those things were a distraction from the real issues. And real people look and say, you know, I got a job. I'm making money. Uh, okay, I'm not thrilled with everything going on, but I don't really care about some bad behavior in the White House. Then the Republicans did it again under uh, Obama with all the birther stuff. Right. You know, attacking him as not a citizen. But the Democrats, I, I want to say it, it's not the Democrats. And I know you're a self-proclaimed progressive. 
However, there is a fraction of progressives in the Democratic Party that have truly lost their minds. They are unhinged over Russia. They're unhinged over uh, the president's language. And they are focusing, quite honestly, on the wrong thing. They're losing their minds over immigration well, and they're fabricating facts. Well, look, children are being separated at the border. And Jeff Sessions announced Absolutely, that that was are. the policy of this of this administration. And it's not to say that that never happened under, under other administrations, but they made it a point of criminalizing behavior like seeking asylum and being denied uh, that other administrations haven't. But that's not the full story, though. They also separated kids from child traffickers. You know, there's yeah, separating kids from child trafficker is a good thing. Nobody's against that. It's the other stuff that's going on down there. Yeah, but you listen to Maxine Waters, you listen to Bob Menendez, Cory Booker. They've lumped them all together. And my only point is that even there are always things that go awry when it, when you're dealing with a, an enormous group of people, whether you're talking about thousands coming over the border, millions, or law enforcement. But if we can't get to the truth and pinpoint and separate fact from fiction separate the unaccompanied minors, separate the drug dealers, and, and Cory Booker and Bob Menendez, Phil Murphy, quite honestly, uh, Andrew Cuomo, they pull them all together, and I think it's hurting their argument. They're not convincing any way, anyone, and I think they are... Well, I think they won the argument last week. Hold on a minute. I'm talking to Bill Spadia. Bill Spadia, you know Bill. You see him on TV. He's the host. Uh, he's the 6 to 10 a.m. host on NJ 101.5. And he's also the host of Chasing the News, which is weeknights. What's it on, Channel 9? Channel 9 at 11 and Fox 5 at 1.30. There you go. He is also a good friend of mine. We've known each other for a long time. Don't forget, uh, you could follow him on Twitter, at Bill Spadia. You can follow me on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn. And you can watch me tomorrow night at 8 o'clock on Tucker, Saturday night at 9.30 on uh, Justice with Judge Janine Pierre on Fox News. And then on Monday, I'll be on with Laura Ingram at the 10 o'clock hour at some point. All right, let's talk about let's talk about this Supreme Court fight we've got coming up. Yeah. I think that the Republicans have a problem here. Not because they're not going to get their judge. I think they ultimately will get their judge, right? The president's going to appoint a right. conservative. Well, whether whether he's as conservative as the first one he picks uh, is is because I don't think the first one's going to get in because he's going to pick some Federalist yep. list guy, and there'll be a couple yeah, Republicans who who will vacate. You, sometimes they sometimes they change. Look at Kennedy appointed by Reagan. Nobody would have thought. Yeah, uh, and I think Roberts is in the is in the is in the process of changing too right now. I think Roberts yeah, is going to change. And Souter, remember Judge Souter, yeah, right, the guy all over the place. So you love him one day, then you hate him the next. So, but here's the thing, though, it does give the Democrats an issue in this election other than Russia to get people motivated to come to the polls, and it's a it's a good issue. Uh, it's going to motivate a lot of people because let's face it, this president, unlike every other person running for president since Roe v. Wade has been. Uh, the law. This president has said he has a litmus test for judges, and that litmus test is overturning Roe. So every progressive in this country, anybody who has any interest in that, is going to come out and they're going to vote this year. And I, I don't. I think that's wishful thinking, Chris. I don't think that that could be a wedge issue. I believe most Americans believe that that is settled law because of the way the states have handled it. And if you really look at Roe v. Wade, what's really happened is there are more restrictions on abortion today that are legislated. Look at Texas. Look at Kansas. Look at a lot of these states that are very conservative. The limitations are incredible. I think the Democrats would make an enormous mistake making abortion an issue today. Oh, it's not just abortion. 
Uh, oh, it's uh, not just true. abortion. I mean, it's workers' rights. It's gay rights. Uh, I mean, marriage equality. Why? How can marriage equality not be on the ballot? It was a one-vote win for the for the progressives, and Kennedy was the one vote. And you know, it, it is it, if you know if you're pro if you're pro uh, if you're anti-choice, you're probably anti-gay marriage too. So I think there's a I think there are lots of issues that are going to be decided by this next court. And I think the progressive movement in this country is fired up and, in a, and it's fired up in a way that it was not that it is not fired up about Russia. Well, look at look at what happened. Well, they were fired about Russia, but then they realized it was going nowhere because there was no evidence. Oh, nothing oh well, there, there's a, look, there's been 23 indictments in the Mueller investigation already, including five former aides to, yeah. to, to, to the president. And I got to tell you something. If, if five former aides to Barack Obama were indicted for conspiracy against the United States and colluding with foreign governments, I, I think my friend Sean Hannity would have probably had an aneurysm by now screaming yeah, maybe, about but, it. But where, but, but where were the progressives when the uh, secretary of the Treasury had his own problems with not paying taxes, etc.? It's the same old story. The average voter cares about one thing, and I'll go back to James Carville and Bill Clinton. It's the economy, stupid. And man, the economy is humming. It we is now. Unemployment among blacks, Hispanics, and working families. No, look, look. The economy is the economy is humming, and thank God for President Obama because you know he got this economy humming. I love how the president you know points out that he created 3.5 million jobs over the last 18 months. President Obama created 3.9 million jobs the last 18 oh, months of his presidency. Just say it. And yet, yet, yet the economy was not growing the way it is now because the private sector jobs are being created that are sustainable. These are not shovel-ready government-subsidized jobs. These are businesses. Well, that, that wasn't that wasn't what was happening under Obama the last four years of Obama. They got the shovel-ready jobs when they were when they when we were in that hole when we had 11 percent unemployment in this country when Obama took this over. Don't the, forget. This is the this is the challenge, though, that I think progressives have. Number one, when, it was, when Obama took over, we spent the first 500 days blaming everything on Bush. Everything was bad. Right. Now, spent the next 500 days under Trump crediting Obama for the Trump successes. You can't have it both ways. Sure you can. And, and it was, Ob- it was Bush's <laughs> fault at the beginning of the, of the Obama <laughs> presidency. It was absolutely his fault. Obama didn't, start the, I, Obama didn't start the fire that was burning when he got into office. He had to put it out. This, this economy it, was on fire when this president took office. The problem uh, for this president in the long run. Bill, know. Bill, you're going to agree with me on this. You're going to agree with me on this. The economy is cyclical, and it cannot continue like this forever. And in some time in the next three years or two years or one year, or even this year, there's going to be bumps in the road. And this president, who has been trying to take credit for this economy since day one, will not be able to blame anybody but himself. And that's going to be a big problem for him. It's no, not only won't it be a problem, but first of all, he deserves all the credit because of the massive deregulation. No credit. massive tax cuts. The tax cuts and the deregulation. The tax cuts didn't affect the average American at all. And the, and the increase in the cost of gasoline has eaten up everybody's tax cut. Working Americans are now getting more money in their paycheck. $40 a year. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. It's more than that. Yes, but they're spending that. For, they're spending $150 extra a year on gas. No, they're spe- you know where they're spending it? They're spending it in progressive states like New Jersey and New York 
where we are taxed and overregulated to the point that people can't get out of here fast enough. Well, I agree. I agree that New York and New Jersey are overtaxed, overregulated. There's too many governments. I agree. But that's that's not the president's issue. I'm saying with your federal tax cut, you're spending it because gas prices are higher because of his miserable foreign policy. I disagree. I think that the, the tariffs were such a brilliant idea. I was disappointed in the Democrats. I'm You're pro-tariff now? Not only am I pro-tariff, but I actually thought for a minute that Democrats would have had their brains on correctly, and they would have done what I would have done, which is take credit for it. They should have said this president took a page out of the Democratic playbook that has been played well, for 40 years. I'm a free trader. I have always been a free trade Democrat. I'm like Bill Clinton in that regard. I believe in free trade. I believe that we should not, it, you know, I believe that we should but trade. It's not free, but it's not free and fair because you're talking about markets that are essentially slave labor. You've got people that are forced to work for wages that are substandard that they can't put. Yeah, I don't think table. that that's what's they happened in the European Union and Canada, who he's putting these big tariffs on. Meanwhile, he's not putting the tariffs that he talked about on China. Ah, they, but they brought them to the table and they worked out a deal. And, and, and they're bringing those manufacturing companies here. That was, that was always the plan. I, I find it I hard to believe. I know the president broke ground at Foxcom today. I find it hard to believe that that factory I, I will ever be it. built. So, it's a nice press built. conference. It was a nice photo op, but uh, never getting built. Uh, All right, no, John, Bill, I've got, I've got, I've got less than a minute left with you. It's time to plug away. We got to talk about the projects. What are you working on? What do you want people to know? So the biggest issue right now facing New Jersey and New York is the decision by the Supreme Court five to four to allow public worker union members to opt out of the payment. It is going to change the game in the midterm because all those special interest dollars, millions and tens of millions of dollars, won't be available going forward. I don't think it's going to change the midterms. Maybe maybe in two years it will. But what, where, are you, where, are you, where can people see you? Where can people find you? Hey, hey, find me on Twitter, at Bill Spadia. Watch My Nine, Chasing News, every weeknight at 11 o'clock. I'll be on Outnumbered Overtime with Harris Faulkner coming up in a couple weeks. Nice. I'll do that show a couple times a month. All good stuff. And, uh, hey, man, you're killing it on Fox. You look great. You sound great. You're the voice of reason, although we don't always agree. I love you, Bill. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for taking the time. I know you had a busy night. I really appreciate you jumping on with me tonight. 631-451-1039. I'm live. I'm taking your calls the other side of the break. Keep it where you are. You're listening to the Chris Hahn Show, and I'll be right back. conservatives crazy since the day he was born the chris hahn show you say you want a revolution well you know we all want all right i'm back thanks john lennon for that great advice 631-451-1039 is my number. Last chance to get on. I'm sorry if I hung up on you at some point tonight uh, when I didn't get you on the air. If I hung up on you when you were talking, I'm not sorry. You were making no sense, and I hung up on you on purpose. That doesn't mean you shouldn't call again, and that doesn't mean I don't respect you. Uh, but uh, we differ 
in our views. And uh, you got to let me talk sometimes because it's the Chris Hahn show, not the whoever you are calling from wherever you are show. So uh, 631-451-1039 is the number if you want to get back in on the conversation. 631-451-1039. So let me just boil this down. And let me try not to scream because I'm already probably not going to be able to talk all weekend. I was at a rock concert on Tuesday night, so I I already had a weak voice, right? And I'm going to go back to the rock concert. It seems like every time I go to see you too, Mike, I come in here with a story about the concert. Last year, I went to see them at the Meadowlands for the Joshua Tree Tour, which, by the way, was the greatest U2 concert I ever saw. Um, And... uh, I had that incident where the guy tried to kick the people out that were sitting next to me because yeah, they were yeah, having yeah, fun yeah, and he was there with his yeah, kids, yeah, which was odd. Uh-huh. It's Trump's America, baby. What happens? <laughs> this year, I get in the elevator. I get recognized. I ask the guy how the show's going. He's like, I've seen him five times. It's great when he just sings. I'm like, it wouldn't be Bono if he didn't have opinion. And by the way, Bono's opinions were not too polarizing either. It wasn't like he was saying Trump this, Trump that. He was talking about both sides. Kind of like I do here, and nobody hears it. They only hear that I'm a liberal, and I must be calling them out, Mike. That's what the thing is, 100%. Right? You're always against us. Bono was saying both sides. He was pointing out the foibles on both sides. In fact, he kind of said what I said about, you know, liberals, you need to stop getting so upset about every little thing. You know, this political correct nonsense that we all run around with, you know, we've got to stop. But conservatives seem to love it when their guys talk politics. Like when Ted Nugent does a show and says, I'm going to take my machine gun and I'm going to stick it in Hillary Clinton. That they're all cheering. No, it's not. No, don't don't say Catman do again, Ted. Say that. They love that when their guy does it. Oh, they'll have them on Fox and Friends to talk about it. But Bono says, you know, maybe people shouldn't be hungry. Maybe we should try to end war. And he, oh, shut up and sing, Bono. Shut up and sing. Uh, You know, football player takes a knee in silent protest. Bad. Greg Norman says something nice about President Trump. He tweets it. Thank you, Greg Norman, for saying something nice about President Trump. The greatest thing. Shouldn't he just shut up and play golf? So it's the, to me, America, it's the hypocrisy. And it's really more, I'm sorry, I like to say it's both sides. It's really not both sides. Both sides are guilty of it, but one side is really so, so guilty of it. And that's the right. They're just hypocrites. Look, if you forgot that two years ago, when there was a year before an election, Mitch McConnell said the people should be involved in the Supreme Court decision, let let me remind you. Of it. Plane number two for me, Mike. The next justice could fundamentally alter the direction of the Supreme Court and have a profound impact on our country. So, of course, of course, the American people should have a say in the court's direction. It is a president's constitutional right to nominate a Supreme Court justice 
and it is the Senate's constitutional right to act as a check on a president and withhold its consent. As Chairman Grassley and I declared weeks ago and reiterated personally to President Obama, the Senate will continue to observe the Biden rule so that the American people have a voice in this momentous decision. The American people may well elect a president who decides to nominate Judge Garland for Senate consideration. The next president may also nominate somebody very different. Either way, our view is this. Give the people a voice in filling this vacancy. All right, so how is that different today? Give the people a voice in filling this vacancy. There's less time before the election. If they didn't have anything to do for the entire year, two actual sessions of the court before they actually filled that seat. Why is there a rush now? Give the people a voice. No, because he's a hypocrite. He's a complete and total hypocrite. You know, it's okay when my guy does it. It's not okay when your guy does it. Mitch McConnell has destroyed this country. And yes, the next Supreme Court justice will fundamentally change the, the course of this nation. No doubt. So give the people a voice. 631-451-1039. I'll go to Joe again. I'll give Joe another chance. Joe. You're, you're, Hello, Chris. Chris, I... Yeah, well, that was. It's nice to know you listen for the entire show. That's what I like about you, Joe. I, 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 <laughs> I've been watching you on Fox. I wanted to say you've been doing great. I every time I turn the channel, there you are, Laura Ingram. So you're really you're you're a star, my friend. You're <laughs> up there with you're up there with Kilmeade and Hannity and Judge. For, uh, yeah, if only know. I had look. If if only I had their money. Well, if I had their I, money, I, I would burn my money and your money. Give or take a little. Ah, what do you think that? Give or take a little. Give or take like all of it. Ah, a couple million here or there, right? Yeah, you but, know. Uh, you're, 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 you're there, man. You got, you're going to negotiate. Want me to negotiate with Fox for you? Come I got to get the best sure. people in there to negotiate for me. I got to get the best people. They're going to negotiate the best deal. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, listen, that was the presidential election. Oh, big deal. It's an election. Well, Well, you know what? He made the point that the Senate gets to advise and consent and that the people, the Senate should listen to the people. Well, what better way to listen to the people than to see who they put in the Senate? And that is important. They will. And they'll have hearings. Hey, look, it could work out for them. The Senate map is very difficult, Joe. It is, it is a very difficult map for Democrats this year. It could work out for them. If they let this go till, till, till January, they might have more seats in the Senate. So He'll be nominated by October. That's a done deal. Don't worry. Well, we'll see what happens, Joe. Thanks for your call, and thanks for listening. I appreciate it. 631-451-1039. That's Joe from Brookhaven. He's one of my biggest fans. I don't, you know. He doesn't agree with me, but he's you know he's a nice guy. We're good. We're good with Joe. Uh, we're good with Joe. We'll keep him on. He's a good guy. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. It's it, it, yeah. I hear the argument that it was a presidential year. It shouldn't have been done then, right? So I don't know um, if you have goose and gander where you're from, 
But what's good for one is good for the other. So, um, yeah, I think that this president should get a little pain out of this. Now, I think it's probably going to be easier for Democrats to stop it now than January, unless they manage to pick up some Senate seats, which is going to be very, very hard. Very, very hard. I mean, they have a tough map. Most of the states where there are Senate elections are states that Trump won. So they're going to have a very difficult road to enhance their Senate majority. Or sorry, for the Democrats to take the majority. So if I was the president, you know, he could do two things here. He could be magnanimous. Or he could do a couple things. He could be magnanimous. What would be magnanimous? Put Merrick Garling on the bench. Go ahead and do it. Say, I want to end this strife. I'm going to nominate Merrick Garland. He's a moderate with a capital M. There is nothing liberal about Merrick Garland. In fact, Orrin Hatch himself said Merrick Garland would be a consensus Supreme Court nominee. We'd get 100 votes in the United States Senate. So the president nominated him. And Orrin Hatch, who was chairman of the Judiciary Committee, did not have a hearing because he's a hypocrite. He's a partisan hack, hypocrite. Not running for re-election, still a partisan hat, hypocrite. It's okay when we do it. It's bad when you do it. That's the politics of this country right now. That's what's so disturbing to me. This hypocrisy. And both sides are guilty of that to some extent. It's okay when my guy does it, but when your guy does it. Everything that was bad, every time, every time somebody brings something up about Trump, I get a what about from a Republican. What about this when Clinton did this? Clinton hasn't been president in uh, 20 years now. 60, almost 20 years. What about, what about, what about, what about, what about, what about? No. Let's talk about what's in front of us right now. What we're facing collectively in America. 631-451-1039 is my number. Got a few minutes left with you tonight. Uh, Don't forget, catch me tomorrow night on uh, Tucker, 8 o'clock, unless I get bumped for some reason. Saturday night, 9.30-ish, 9.25, 9.30. I'll be on with... um, Janine Pierre on Fox, and then on Monday at 10, I'll be on uh, Laura Ingram on Fox. 631-451-1039 is my number. So this whole thing, you know, like this whole red hen thing, we talked about it earlier about uh, uh, about uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders being kicked out of the red hen restaurant and, oh, everybody got all bent out of his shape, but, you know, they don't care about, you know, poor, uh, you know, gay people being told that they can't have a cake baked, but let's put that aside for a minute. Let's talk about our good friend, Alex Jones. I'm Alex Jones. Uh, I'm Alex Jones, man. Of course, Mr. Jones has to put a conspiracy on this. That somehow the red hen's going to be burned to the ground and it'll be a false flag because liberals are going to do it. The liberals are going to go out there and burn the, the red hen. No, the, red, the liberals are going to go there and get a cheese plate. They ain't burning it to the ground. Play number uh, three for me. Just like night follows day, this red hen thing, 
that put out the personal info of Sanders and threw him out of the deal and then said, oh, you use your official Twitter to talk about us. That's blah, blah, blah. And that's not the law. It's all made up. Notice they're the victims now. Like night follows day. You know, like in the show, House of Cards, where he throws a brick through his own window. I mean, everybody knows, you know, wag the dog, all that. In movies, everybody knows, oh, people stage stuff. And in reality, the left's always getting caught putting swastikas on their houses or fake crosses, burnings in their yards. And 99% of the time, it's fake. So, um, first of all, that never happens. Like night follows day. I'm not like, saying the owner of the Red Hen oh. so, is going to stage something against her facility. But like night follows day, if somebody's smart, if you want to dedicate something to your country, you need to go sit out in front. I wish I had the money. I'd put PIs. If I had billions of dollars, I would say every day have teams of PIs all over the country. I'd say, get on this site. And I would just have PIs watch the red hand show when somebody firebombs it, God forbid, or somebody knocks the windows out, or somebody paints a swastika on the door. We can follow them to their house, and you know who they're going to be, don't you? All right. We know. It'll, it'll be. All right. First of all, he, he's, he goes on to say, I, I should have clipped this better. Uh, he... He goes on to say that liberals are going to bomb the redhead, right? Well, first of all, um, liberals don't know how to make firebombs, okay? Only his people who buy his survival gear know how to make firebombs. Um, so it's a, it's a nonsense thing that he's saying. We got another one. Uh, it's, it's, it's just crazy. Crazy talk. He, he also has this new thing where he says, like, night follows day. I don't even know what that means. Insane. 631-451-1039. Let me go to Tim in the car. Tim, how you doing? I am doing well, thank you. How are you? What's on your mind, my man? Uh, well, I, uh, you know, we wanted to talk about the here and now. And, uh, you know, you said, oh, when somebody says something, they say, well, what about Clinton? Or what about this? So, you know. And so my what about now is uh, how many people are... Uh, gone on to be fired in the FBI in the last year? Uh, is it seven now? Yeah, by a president who's purging people who don't agree with him. That's really oh, that's what's okay. happening. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Political being, political firings are good from professional law enforcement. I, that's a good thing. Well, do you think? I think the only one, I believe the only one that was fired was uh, Comey, correct? No, the there's been multiple. There's changed. been multiple people fired by this president because of political purging. Oh, and which ones would those be, sir? Would that be McCabe, or did he uh, Yeah, they fired McCabe. They Lisa fired Cade? McCabe for no reason oh, a did. day before he retired. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a great president. What if that happened to you? 631-451-1039 is my number. Uh, let me go to Eric in Eastchester. Eric from Eastchester, you're on the air. Hello there. Is this Christopher Hahn? This is Christopher Hahn. How you doing, my man? How you doing, Christopher Hahn? I love your TV show. I love your show, that is. The radio show is something very, very powerful, and I appreciate everything you do for our party. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm not doing anything for the party, my man. I'm doing everything for America. I'm not a partisan. I'm progressive. I appreciate I appreciate. We're actually down in Connecticut. Oh, I'm, he's breaking up. I got to end this call. I love everything you do for, um, we see you oftentimes on Fox and thank God. 
Well, Eric, I appreciate I appreciate the call. You got to get a better cell phone, my man. 631-451-1039. We got some fan calls the one tonight. time someone's being nice. People are being nice. <laughs> it doesn't, the phone doesn't a bad work. Phone. It's like, oh, you know, people, my fans have bad phones. <laughs> 631-451-1039. I got a couple minutes left tonight, guys. But, you know, let me go back to this crazy Alex Jones nonsense. Alex Jones. I, uh, uh, the man is speaking crazy, but the man has followers who believe it. That's the thing that's killing me. He's got followers who believe it. And that is what makes me scared most of all when I hear that is that, you know, I listen to it. I go, that's crazy talk. But there's like 11 million people who think that that's the gospel. They believe every word the guy says. He's a performance artist. He's a maniac. He says nonsense all the time. And I, I, I mean, I enjoy finding these clips of him and playing them for you and making fun of him because uh, it just tickles me. I just I I find it theater of the absurd. But then I think about it. I start to reflect on it, and I go, God, there are people, some people who are actually intelligent people. I've come across them who think the guy is telling them the truth, that these conspiracy theories, that his, his whole thing is true and honest. And God, I got to tell you, it never is. Now, look, Glenn Beck loves to play with conspiracy theories and do that other stuff, but every now and then, you get a kernel of truth from Glenn Beck. This Alex Jones, you get none of that. It's just crazy all the time. And it's purposeful crazy. Nobody could be that crazy. And by the way, I don't know if you noticed because it was a video clip I gave you. He's got the beard going. I think he's emulating me. I think he saw me do that. And now he's doing that. He sees me with the beard on TV. And now he needs to have a beard. I still, my, my challenge to run laps till, till one of us drops stands. Alex, call in. He's such a man. You know, he always likes to point out how, how manly he is. Um, I, you know, run laps with me, bro. What's, that, what's the, that, that new internet sensation? The kid, she goes, meet me outside. Oh, how about that? <laughs> catch me outside. Catch me. We used to call, everybody calls her cash me outside, yeah, catch but me she's outside. actually saying catch me outside. And she's six years old. She's 13. 13. 14, something like that. So... It is a, a crazy, all of us. <laughs> crazy, crazy thing. Crazy. She's got more money than all of us. She's 13 years old. It's a crazy thing, America. This has been a, uh, an interesting couple of months. And if you think it's been interesting so far, you wait to see what happens over this Supreme Court nominee. You wait. He better find the most moderate person he could find or it's over. All right, America, that's all the time I have for you tonight. And I want to remind you once again to seek the truth. Question everything. Question everyone, even me, but especially 
this president. Seek the truth, America. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look hard enough. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening, America. Wish our weekdays away, spend our weekends in bed. We drink ourselves stupid and work ourselves dead and all just because that's what mom and dad said we should do. We should run through the forests. We should... The Chris Hahn Show podcast is recorded live at 103.9 FM in New York at Long Island News Radio. This episode was sent to Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Joe Tex. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited LLC. I'm Brian Walters, the senior producer here, and on behalf of everybody who worked on this show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more about Chris and to find out about his upcoming television appearances, follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hahn and at ChristopherHahn.com. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com. Boom! Boom!